Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report for a Thursday. It is January 13th, year of science, 2021. Science! Fucked up already. I said 2021. It's not. It's 2022. I'm still writing 2021 on my podcast. Are you good? Remember that old thing? People used to say that about their checks. Yeah. I'm still writing the last year on my check. It is 2022. Right. The year of science. Science! All hell science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, and it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. I am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town. Mm-hmm. Stanley's dad. Okay. Rear Admiral, uh, taker of vacations. Oh my God! Takes so much I vacation. Do not time. so much. One week. Ugh. Surprised he's back here. Some folks call him Odie Goff. Odie Goff. I call him Eddie Pence. Hey everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Yo ho, indeed, Edwin. Not a vacation anyway. I'm visiting my parents. Yeah. That's a visit. That's not, not a vacation. Those not at work. I know things. that much. I know where you're not. You may not be on vacation. Even when I'm at work, am I at work? I mean, am I doing anything here that requires skill? Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. That's where you were. I was. Oh, I got you something from Myrtle Beach. Oh, you did. I did. That was completely unnecessary. I know it was, but since I took such a long vacation. How very kind of you. There you go. Wow. Look at that. That that. Shot glass with breasts. That couldn't be more Myrtle Beach. (laughs) I'm going to show this to the camera because we have our beloved four-star generals joining us tonight. They're watching us record the show live. And so they get to see everything as well as hear everything. And I don't know. I guess I got to get up. I can reach over. Can you show that close up to the camera? That's the gift from... uh, Edwin Pence okay, there. The it's a shot glass that has glass breasts on there the front of it, and it's wearing an American flag bikini. America. And it has little uh, stiff nipples, too. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a cold the shot. nipples are erect. <laughs> it's an iced shot. And it says Myrtle Beach on it. Well, <laughs> I will drink from that with, uh, mm. with great pleasure. I was shocked I couldn't find one with a Confederate flag on it. That's what I was. That's what I was looking for. Is there a matching shot glass with a vagina on it that you put underneath it? Like yes. You do two shots. You turn it upside down and exactly. got an hourglass figure. Well, thank you so much. You're for welcome. That. Enjoy that. That's going to come in handy because tonight, as you know, when the four stars stop by to watch the show, yeah, I, I allow myself to indulge. You do. I love to ride on the drinking horse. So I'm having a little of the uh, gentleman Jack oh, this evening. It's not a hot toddy. It's Mm-mm. just a, it's iced Jack. I forgot we talked about hot toddies earlier in the week, and had I remembered, I would have mixed myself up one. But as it is, it's just uh, Jack on on ice. All right. So nice. Enjoy it. So nice. Kids, you've picked an excellent show to be here for. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, it's Thursday. And on Thursdays, we fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. Since it is the new year, I forget the number of it, apparently, but it is is a new year. Mm. 
I thought it would be appropriate to take a look at a list that was recently published by a sexologist, a sexpert, if you will, talking about what are going to be the hot trends in sex for the coming year. Oh, they know. This is what, well, they're, you know, prognosticating. Okay. But this is what they assume is going to be all the rage in people's bedrooms in the year 2022. (laughs) So we'll talk about some of the things you can look forward to sexually in the upcoming year. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Can't wait to have some sex. Try these new things out. Oh, yeah. Try them all out. Maybe on the same night. (laughs) Please record it. I will. (laughs) Get Miss X to stop by and we'll throw (laughs) it up on the old program. Uh, What else we got going on today, Uh, Thursdays? Oh, you know what? Because it is the live show and we got the four stars watching, that's when we like to pull out the old drawing pad. We're going to have Eddie Pence sketch something for us, brand new for the new year, and drawn in 60 seconds. We give him a minute, we give him a suggestion, and then we see what he comes up with. It's usually something dark and foul that ruins everyone's childhood memories of something. Herpes the... Herpes the elf, you did it. We did it with meth Santa Claus. You had a quite a run at the end of the year. Holidays get me dark. Apparently. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But before any of that gets started, by the way, you're going to enjoy today's show. Doc Garon D. Just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. Since we are about science now, we've mm-hmm. given up on religion. We've had two failed gods on the program that we, uh, we desperately look to for guidance and assistance, and they let us down. Yes. So we're all about science on the program now. We're about hard, hardcore facts. Science! Science rules. And something came up on yesterday's show, and I wanted to clear it up. If you, like Eddie Pence, apparently get all of your science facts from YouTube videos and Facebook posts. We were talking about colonics. Yes. And whether we should get one or not. Right. And by the way, Garmy members are on fire about us getting colonics. It's like what they want more than anything else. Why? I think because they like us to suffer. They think it's funny when we suffer. And you know me, I'm a gamer. I'll do almost anything. The idea of someone uh, filling my insides with water. Yeah. And then evacuating. I don't mind the evacuation part. I've evacuated for the better part of my life. But I've never taken a ton of stuff in that that department. <laughs> you're a, you're over, you're an exporter, not an importer. And even if it was just a thing, you stick something in there. I could I could be down with that. But when you turn on the faucet right. and you start filling me up, just just the the mental image of that is a little disconcerting to me. Um, I'm not saying I won't do it. Okay. I'm just saying I'm surprised how many Garmy members have come out of the woodwork uh, almost demanding that we do. It. I'm game. But we're talking about the colonic, and one of the reasons Eddie Pence said he wanted to do it is because the average person carries around 20 pounds of impacted feces inside them. I I did meat, undigested meat is what I've, that's what I heard. I didn't say it as fact. I said I'd heard that before. Who did you hear it from? I don't know. Article, the same people that write the wine's good for you, that article. I don't think so. I don't think you heard it from those people. Same people that write that shit. I think you heard it from this guy. Did you know that the average adult has 5 to 20 pounds of toxic poop in their body at any given moment? Seems crazy, right? right? All that poop just sitting there, rotting away inside their intestines and colon. Yeah. Ugh. Seems crazy, right? It is crazy. It, it, because it is crazy because it's not true. But he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. See, that's the problem. Welcome to America. <laughs> All you have to do is sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> and millions of Eddie, Eddie Pence's out there start spreading the news and say, oh, you know, I heard you're carrying around 400 pounds of uh, glass shards and barbed wire in oh, your intestines. You definitely need a colonic. 
So I did a little research, and it turns out none of that is true. You don't keep anything up in there. You don't keep anything. Like up I kept in there. a baby shoe up in his fucking guts. Well, that's because he had a uh, he had a diverticulum. No, you know what a diverticulum it's is? A little crevices, or little pocket, cavities little, little in your pocket yeah. in your uh, intestine, and yeah. stuff can get trapped in there. Right. And so, have you ever heard of diverticulitis? That's when stuff gets yeah. uh, caught in those little pockets. Can't eat stuff with seeds. Exactly. So um, that's what they assume. That's where the shoe went. He stuck it up his ass. We know what happened. But in terms of carrying around pounds and pounds of waste, it just simply isn't true. Okay. Well, tell me why it's not true. I'm going to tell you why it's okay. not true. First of all, here's the problem: the guys who are telling you this kind of stuff. Yeah. Did you know that the average adult has five to 20 pounds of toxic poop in their body wow. at any given moment? Seems crazy, right? Horrifying. All that poop just sitting there, rotting away inside their intestines and colon. And then they follow up with this. As this toxic waste builds up, your body becomes a walking vessel of fecal toxicity. Oh. Fecal toxicity, by the way, is the name of my new album, and I hope you all pick it up. <laughs> you know why they do that? Why? Because then you go, i scared. And then you buy their bullshit product. But I've heard it before. I never got scared when I bought their bullshit products. Because the, the, this marketing machine has been in existence for a long time. I just take their little tidbit of information and throw it in the back of my head. I'm like, you know what? I'll bring that up at some point well, and we can talk about it. Maybe find out if it's true first. If it's true, what's the fun? Pathologists, colorectal surgeons, uh, radiologists have all been interviewed on this topic. And surprisingly, thousands of autopsies performed. Mm -hmm. Thousands of colorectal surgeries performed, plenty of x-rays. No one's ever found pounds of feces inside people's colons. No one. It's like the Bigfoot of fecal matter. No, it's, no, because Bigfoot is more likely to exist than carrying around 5 to 20 <laughs> pounds of feces inside you. Imagine how much he has. You'll also hear this term thrown around too, by the way. Something called mucoid plaque. Oh, that sounds awful. It does sound awful. It sounds awful because somebody made it up. It's the plaque that lines your intestines, right? It, but it doesn't exist, you see. That's what we're talking about. And, and you poop it out. It's like a big piece of tape. No, right? it isn't. That's not, none of that is true. But I've heard. It, it was invented by a naturopath. Naturopath. Named Richard Anderson, who coincidentally also invented something called Arise and Shine, which is a popular colon cleanser. Oh. So he invented the problem and then sold you the solution. Uh, here's what gastroenterologist at the Beth Israel Medical Center, Douglas Pleskow, has to say. It's an urban legend. In reality, most people clear their GI tract completely within three days. Oh, wow. That means if you eat something today, yeah. three days later, it's, it's made its way through you and it's gone. Okay. Unless, of course, you have an issue. If you have an impacted colon that's twisted or something, yeah. or you have... Um, uh, what do you call it when you can't go to the bathroom? Um, constipation. Constipation. If you have a medical condition, then mm -hmm. it might be longer. But for the average person, which is what they always say, the average person carries around five to 20. No, but after three days, it's gone. Now, does a squatty potty help? Squatty potty actually does. Does it, it help? Yeah. Is they, it, is they it an effective thing? It's a better position for your, for optimum, your optimum pooping. Okay. Because I got one for Christmas. Oh, did you? Yes, I did get one. Wow. Someone must really and love I've you. I've been to give you a evacuating like a champ. A stool to put your feet on while you're pooping. I had to build it, though. You had to build the thing. It doesn't come assembled. That's half the... You had to Ikea the fucker. It's half the work. Mm. It helps your bowels move when you're active. <laughs> I feel shaky when I'm on it. Well... I built it. Because you're a bad builder? I know that. So I'm saying... Your bad gut may be slowly and secretly killing you. 
At this very moment, you may have up to 20 pounds of poop trapped inside your digestive system, aiming to destroy your precious health. Oh, my precious health. Your precious health. My precious health is at stake. I'm scared. What do I do to get rid of this 20 pounds? I'm glad you asked. According to that gentleman, you can go to Amazon.com and order his Zupu. Zupu? Zupu for a low 15-day supply of his colon cleanser. It'll just run you the low, low price of $40.95. For 15 days. Plus shipping for a 15-day supply. He recommends that you do it. Uh, so you mo- need a regimen of this. Mon- monthly. Monthly. Would be, it would be great so if every you month did that for him. 40 bucks. You, you give him 40 bucks. Wow. And uh, then you can poop Sounds on like your Patreon. squatty potty. <laughs> yes, it's a Patreon for poop. It's Pooptreon. So I just wanted to share that information with people because you were spreading your lies yesterday. I wasn't spreading. I was just... And I had to step in. I was and, just making conversation. You know, for as little as 15 cents a day here on The Ralph Report, people actually depend on us to try to impart some actual information. That's scary. I know. But I, I do my best. <laughs> so there you go. There's today's science class, kids. Science! All right, let's, make, let's draw something. What oh, do you say? okay. Here's what we do. Eddie Pence is a gifted artist, and so we've sort of discovered that accidentally. And he sketched something for us once, and we said, hey, that'd be fun. And then we take his artwork, and anyone who donates to a worthy cause gets put into a drawing that we call a raffle, and then we give it away. And it's been a fun way for us to raise money here on the Ralph Report for some very worthy charities, including some Garmy members who have fallen on hard times. We've done a lot of good work. Last year, did I? were you here when we announced the, uh, the total? For, no, I think you were for on the vacation whole year? for last year. Someone actually I was went, in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, I know. Somebody actually went back and did a deep dive on every episode where we did a roundfall. Oh, really? And then did a grand total. Wow. And last year, in the calendar year of 2021, we raised over $50,000 for charity. Oh, fuck. Right? Wow. How cool is that? That's awesome. So we're going to keep doing this. What we do is we give Eddie Pence exactly one minute. We have a timer. We give him a suggestion, and then we have him draw something. It's called Drawn in 60 Seconds. Drawn in 60 Seconds, what's Eddie going to sketch now? Draw it up, baby. What's Ralph's moral going to be about? Eddie, put the put the big one, make a scream and shout. It's Drawn in 60 Seconds, what's Eddie going to doodle now? Yeah, what's he going to doodle now? Today's suggestion for Drawn in 60 Seconds comes from yesterday's program. We were talking about the bioborgs. God, I love that term, by the way. Somebody actually looked it up. It's like, well, somebody already invented that word like 25 years Oh, and you're trying to pass it off like you made it up. Well, I never heard it. It, Apparently, it's in a role-playing game or something. But I don't play role-playing games. So where would I have heard it? But I haven't heard it bandied about in conversation. So as far as you're concerned. Have you ever heard the term before I used it? I thought you coined the phrase. I did too. That's why. But apparently, there's some role-playing game. There's a character in there called a Bioborg. Oh. But if it hasn't caught on in 25 years... I think you have full rights to it. It's time for me to take it up. The Ralph Report. Go, go, Bioborgs. Oh, that's my new animated series (laughs) that I'm going to create. Go, go, (laughs) Bioborgs. Why don't I write an animated adventure series about a series of people who have bits and pieces from animals surgically attached to them? You should absolutely do that. How is that not a slam dunk? I don't know. I got so many great ideas. I feel bad for the guy with the fishtail. Why would anyone have a fishtail? That's why tail? I feel bad for him. Why would you have all the places to get and all the things to get? Why I'm not you... going to make him. Oh. He won't be on the show. Probably a good swimmer. Not if it's hanging out of his ass. <laughs> all right. So uh, based on that idea, I mentioned that I would like to have my brain 
fully intact, inserted into the body of a large bear, like a grizzly or a Kodiak or something with some size. Yeah. And then I would just live my life normally, but I'd be a bear. Right. Which would be so awesome. Yeah, but you couldn't live your life normally. Why not? Because how, how would you open a jar of pickles? You don't, have, you don't have opposable thumbs. Claws. Just shred that That's lid. That's not normal. I'd shred the lid. And not then, then I'd take my claw, and I'd get one of those pickles on my claw, and I could eat it off my claw. Yeah, five like of them. Like Baloo the bear. Would you hibernate? I know. Like nap. six months I'd, out of the no, year. I'd nap. I wouldn't have to. You'd be a grumpy bear. I wouldn't have to because I would have a steady supply of food because I'd be eating like a person. So I wouldn't have to hibernate. You know, bears hibernate because the food sources right. dry up. Would you wear clothes? Of course I'd wear clothes. I'm not an animal. Oh, I guess I would be an animal. You are technically an animal. Yeah, I would be a bear. I don't know if I'd need to because I'd have that cool coat. That's what I'm saying. Would you wear clothes? I'm trying to I'm trying to put together the mental image for what I might be doing. Maybe I would shave certain parts of my body and then put clothes on those parts. <laughs> well, you could just leave all your pa- your legs hairy and that's your pants. And then just have a, a chest. You shave your arms. Oh, just so it looks like a shirt. It looks like a short sleeve sh- shirt. Just sculpt my shave your just, face. Just bearscape myself into clothing. I don't know. There's so much to be thought about with my new procedure. But anyway, that conversation led this caller to uh, suggest this for Drawn in 60 Seconds. Hey, Ralph. You already. Stuff crew. Uh, this is Brandon, three-star general from Kentucky. Uh, first, I wanted to give Steve a shout-out and say that Garmy loves you and everything you do for the show, man. And I think I speak for us all when I say get well soon, my friend. Yes. And uh, second... I wanted to call in for a potential uh, well, future drone in 60 seconds idea. On on Wednesday's show, uh, you guys were talking about putting Ralph's brain in a bear. Yes. And Eddie would walk into Ralph's house and find him lying on the sofa in his Eagles jersey. Right. Just kind of living the Ralph bear life. Just hanging out. Well, I kind of want to see what that would look like if drawn by Eddie in 60 seconds. Hmm. I think it'd be an interesting, uh, interesting piece. But that's all I got. Uh, Thank you guys for everything you do. It really means a lot to me and so many others, I know for sure. And uh, thanks again. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you, Brandon. And I reiterate, by the way, his sentiments to our good pal, Steve Ashton, who's still nursing that busted up shoulder. We're thinking of you, buddy, and we love you. And please get in touch. Let me know how you're doing because I'm I'm worried about you. But uh, I'm sure he'll get better. Yes. Right. He will. Please. He has to. Reinforce that for me. He has to. Okay, good. All right, so it's Ralph the Bear. That's your challenge. You're going to get one minute to draw me living my life with my brain inside the body of a bear. Maybe it's all order, but hell, it's a new year. Let's Let's, let's see what you got. Let's start that timer. While Eddie draws, I usually like to have a little chat with the Garmy members, so we're not leaving you with a minute of entertaining but jaunty music. And I think because it's a new year, this has been on my mind a lot. And maybe it's been on yours. What can we do in the face of overwhelming odds and hurdles to make our lives better? You know, we're all dealing with this pandemic and there's economic issues at play. People that we love who have entertained us for years are dropping like flies, making us feel sad. So what can we do that is immune to outside influences to make ourselves feel better. Here's what my answer is. Do something creative as often as you can. And you don't even have to be good at it. Whether it's 
painting or sculpture or writing a story or a poem or if you're a musician, writing a little song for yourself. I find creativity lightens my mood considerably. So I just want to put it out there that even if you don't consider yourself a creative person, doing something that uses that part of your brain, I genuinely think makes you feel better about life in general. I agree with that. So there we go. It's a good thing. Let's take a look at Eddie Pence's artwork here. This is me That's you. as a bear, Ralph the Bear. You're sitting on a recliner in your Eagles jersey, and you're, you're roasting Reggie over an open fire. Wow. Show that to the four-star generals who are watching have on to the eat. camera. You're... So I'm eating Reggie. Well, you have to eat. Look at me. There you go. Look at like pretty good And there's bear. the stitches where your brain went in. That's, <laughs> that's the... I love that. Yeah, there you go. Ralph the Bear roasting Reggie of an open fire, which even as a human being, I have to say I've considered. It's not bad. It's not, idea. not bad. He's not doesn't have a lot of meat on him, but worst case scenario. I mean, that's a good snack. It's a pregame. That is. That is it's a pregame pre snack. For yes. an Eagles game. You got a number one on. I know. It's a little Jalen Hurts little there, Jalen Jersey, Hurts, as we take on the defending <laughs> Super Bowl champions this well, week. Might have a shot. Very exciting. You guys run the ball. We'll see what happens. So there you go. Uh, we will be posting that this weekend and picking a worthy charity for uh, for you folks to donate to if you'd like to own that portrait of Ralph the Bear via Eddie Pence and Drawn in 60 Seconds. Drawn in 60 Seconds. Starring Eddie Pence. All right, time to turn our attention now to beloved members of the Garmy, like you four-star beauties who are watching us today recording the show. Why don't we take a look at the old Ralph Report hotline? Okay. Love it when you guys reach out to us and leave your messages. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Just got to dial up that phone number, one 833 Hey, Ralph. Yeah. I listen to them all, and then I grab a handful, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Let's start off with a misheard lyric, shall we? Mm. I know I say this often, and I genuinely mean it, but it keeps changing all the time when I say, well, this is my new favorite. <laughs> but this one is my new favorite. By far. Oh, by far. Only because it's the most interesting, circuitous route that the brain had to work to to get to this misheard lyric. Okay. It comes from our pal Donnell in Ireland, and that plays a large role in the story of how he heard something in the lyrics of this popular right. song that were was miles away from what the actual lyrics were. Here's uh, Donnell with more of the story. Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. And get well soon to the crew. This is Donald, one-star general from Dublin, Ireland. A misheard lyric. So you got to understand it was the 80s and the prevalent culture at the time in Ireland was that we should buy Irish. Now, we hadn't joined the EU, so it was one country versus another. If you walk into a supermarket, you'd see stickers to say, buy Irish, and you'd see ads on the telly, buy Irish. So anyway, one day I was a little kid. I was coming downstairs to have my breakfast. And the song on the radio was kind of about halfway through. And it was a song, it sounded to me like it was a song about 
Ireland's industry. Ireland's I thought industry. it was a great little uh, propaganda sauce. Anyway, I was watching the best of the Late Late Show with my mother a few years later, and mm. I heard a live performance of it. Oh. They weren't singing about Ireland's industry. They, no. I, I said to my mom, why aren't they singing about Ireland's industry? And she says, because that's not the name of the song, you Wally. It's Ireland's in the stream by uh, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. And I was no. pretty dumb. I mean, for real. Anyway, love you. Mean it. Bye. What? You are so dumb. You are really dumb. Islands, Islands in the stream by Kenny Rogers and oh. Dolly Parton. His young mind <laughs> thought it was about Ireland's industry. I, when you said when he said what the he thought the lyric was, I was running through my brain to the two songs and what could that possibly what could fit for islands industry and islands in the stream was never popped into my head that's why i love this it's wow. fucking beautiful it's poetic wow and now i'm gonna play for you a little audio of kenny rogers and dolly parton singing their famous duet islands in the stream and i'll be goddamned if i don't hear for the rest of my life ireland's industry here we go islands in the stream <laughs> that is what we are Ireland's industry. Ireland's industry. That is what we are. Ireland's industry. That is what we are. I'll tell you something. If it's not (laughs) a propaganda song, if it hasn't been used by the Irish Board of Culture and Economy or whatever organization runs things over there, it certainly should be. Because what a great commercial to to encourage people to buy local Irish goods. (laughs) Other than Irish industry. Ireland's industry. That is what we are. Ireland's industry. That That's is what we are. Amazing. It's spectacular. And I couldn't be happier. Oh. Hey, Eric, our pal formerly from Clearwater, who now lives in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, we've blown his stone little mind oh, again. No. Hey, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. What it do, crew? It's your boy, Eric KC. Hey, man, y'all were talking about milk the other day. Yes. Ah, man, I fucking love milk. Me too. Is there anything better than just like an ice cold glass of some like cold milk? Mm. Just mm, hit the spot. Thick cold milk. Ralph, you said something about uh, any female mammal can make milk. Yes. And then y'all started talking about goats and shit. Yeah. And it just kind of fucking blew my mind, bro. Cause like, there's some really big mammals like, like elephants and, and like rhinos. But then I started thinking like, like whales too, <laughs> like a like a blue whale, like with the big old weird mouth and the. You telling me they got titties and, and make milk? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even comprehend this shit. <laughs> LFB, yeah, Eric, his head exploded thinking about whales oh, with titties. Well, titties, yeah. Here's the thing: yes, whales and do indeed do feed their young with milk. Wow. Now, in order to keep streamlined, because they're aquatic animals and you know drag plays a yeah. role, their nipples are inverted, mm. and when the uh, calf starts to nuzzle them. That's when it pops out. Yeah. And because whales don't have lips and they can't suckle, right. the milk jets out of the breast wow. and shoots into their mouth. Oh, nice. That's how they get their milk. That's nice. In, by uh, by sh- shoot, shooting jets of milk. <laughs> it's like a water gun. 
It is. It's a super soaker, but it's filled with whale milk. <laughs> so there's your tip for the day. Whale titties. Did you know that today, mm -hmm. statistically, is the day where most people who have made New Year's resolutions to get back into shape and have joined a gym quit? Wow. This is the day more people uh, throw in the towel on this day than the, any the other 13th. year. 13th. Yes. Usually January 2 is when they start. And okay. the, the 13th, they, they say, throw in the towel. I'm out. Huh. Andrew, Garmy member who's a personal assistant, has some advice. Hi, everyone. It's Garmy personal trainer, Andrew. And uh, since today is the day that the hordes of people at the gyms and at home stop working out usually after their New Year's resolutions, I thought I'd just give a little bit of advice. And I could talk about this for five hours, but just one of the easiest things you can do when you're setting your goals is to set what we call process goals, which means don't just think about that end goal, the losing 20 pounds in three weeks. Make a goal to go to the garage or go to the gym or go to the park today. Make a goal to go three times this week and focus on those short-term goals. And those are going to help you get to your long-term goals. And uh, us being healthy and, and being stewards of our own safety and fitness is the best way to get through this pandemic. So I wish everybody luck and lick my balls. Mm -hmm. It's a great idea. Yeah. Stop looking at the your end results and just focus on that first step that you need to, yeah. to work on. Well, then you, you find if you do that over time, you get into a habit. And once you're in the habit, it's harder to break. It's probably a good, uh, you know, good advice for life in general, accomplishing yeah. anything. Just looking at that first step that's in front of you. Yeah. They say if you're climbing a mountain, you don't look at the peak, no, right? You look out at, and you quit. Look at your your footholds, and then before you know it, right? You put together a thousand steps, and you're at the top There's of no the mountain. No turning back at that point. My question would be: What advice do you have for the person who has no interest in getting into <laughs> the garage or the gym uh, for that first day? How do you how do you motivate that guy? That's the asking for a friend. That's the real question. That is the question. What if a guy would rather pour himself a stiff drink and turn on Netflix? Right. Maybe okay. maybe uh, Grubhub in some uh, you know some some steak and palm frites. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that was what is on his mind. Yeah, that's the guy you really got to worry about. That's the guy because that guy's in trouble. He is in trouble, but we have an answer for him too. We're going to clean him out. Hi, Ralph and Eddie. I had to pause the show um, on your discussion about the colonics. I will upgrade to a four-star general and pay for somebody else to be a four-star general if you guys go do a colonic together. Wow. Wow. I don't know what kind of sick fetish this is, You're but an ass I just freak. want to hear your reactions. You're an ass freak. That's what you have. That's wow. your issue. You're an ass freak. You've got the sickness, and it shows. Well, look, now... Since you said that people tend to completely vacate their GI tract in three days, yes. then what is the point of a colonic? There are, in my that opinion, there's, there's idealistic goals in a colonic yeah. and what actually happens in a colonic. Okay. And I think it just cleans out whatever residual poop that hasn't been completely uh, voided out. Because, well, for example, did you, have you ever had a colonoscopy? No, I have not. You got to have your colonoscopy. I know I got to get one. I got to get one. Get on it. I know, but they don't make they don't make a mandatory at forty anymore. They they forty and then forty five years to get one. And now they move it up to fifty or something like that. They keep pushing it. I think fifty was the absolute. Yeah. They recommended late forties, but they say at fifty you got to go do it. Yeah. So I did my due diligence at fifty, and I went in for my colonic. 
And before you go in, not my colonoscopy. I went in for my colonoscopy. Before you go in, they give you this magic elixir yeah, the, that you drink. I've heard the stories. That makes your bowels void yeah. as much as possible so that when they stick that 70 millimeter am, uh, IMAX right. cal, uh, camera up your ass. They're not rooting through muck. Right. They yeah. want to have a clear view of what's right. going on up there. There's no windshield wiper on it. So I did that. And I was, and it, what comes out mostly is just liquid, right? liquid, yeah. water. It's water. But there are bits and pieces of stuff yeah. in there. And I assume that's just what kind of clings on to the sides and right. stuff. And I assume that's what you what happens in a colonic. Yeah. But I don't know if there's necessarily any huge help, health benefits to that well, see, Since you gave me the information that the 5 to 20 pounds of rotting poop in you is, is, is a complete bullshit. myth. And that's I, another reason how I know, because I didn't have 20 pounds of shit falling out of me. But then I don't understand the point of a colonic, then. The uh, colonic would seem to be, it clears out in three days, then what's the point? Of the, I'll still do it, but I don't understand the point of it now. Well, what's the, what's the point of brushing your teeth versus just using a toothpick? Well, <laughs> that's huge. You're brushing, you're cleaning your teeth. I'm just saying, but if with a toothpick, you could get a lot of stuff out, right? If you had a toothpick, yeah, but you couldn't clean them off. I think that's the I point of the colonic. You're I getting, don't. you're getting everything out. You're, mm. you're getting squeaky clean right. up inside I your innards. Still don't see the point now. Maybe it feels good. I don't know. Oh, Wait and see. I would imagine. I would imagine the the evacuation would feel good. I don't know. Want to feel bloated though? That's that would scare, feel bad. That scares me. The idea of just a distended belly full of warm water. Yeah. But then when you're just... If you've had a colonic, please call into the Ralph Report hotline, <laughs> 1-833-HI-RALPH, and give us your experiences about having your uh, asshole filled with water. Mm. And then let us know, uh, yay or nay. We'll take, we'll take votes on it. And the more people who uh, call in with the, with the yay votes, or the, we'll put it up on Patreon. Well, we could do like a poll. <laughs> How appropriate for the anus. Well, they have those home enema kits. Isn't that the same thing? I've given myself an enema. Isn't before. that the same thing as a colonic? Very different. Is it? Okay. Now yeah. It's the difference between, in the words we can of Larry Miller. We just do enemas here right on camera. The difference between, in the words of great comedian Larry Miller, difference between throwing a bullet and shooting one. <laughs> it is an enema. You're just squirting, uh, I don't know, eight ounces of yeah. water up inside the immediate lower right. intestinal tract. But track. the clonic, you're going. Clonic, you're forcing water back up of your throat. Into, you're yes, in the back of your throat. It starts to come out your tear ducts. <laughs> it's leaking out your ears. Right. You're a, you are well full. You're like that squeeze, the, that, that doll you squeeze and its eyes pop exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Makes sense now. All right, you know, we like to play upbeat music for you on every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those tunes our happy hits. Here's a request from Mike. Hey, Ralph. Yo-ho, Odie. Uh, Steve, man, get better. Uh, this is Mike from L.A. Hey, Ralph, I have a happy hit request uh, for, for you. Yes. Um, by the time I play this podcast, I'll be in the car on a road trip with my uh, best friend from high school. Uh, heading up to Vegas to uh, mm. go pick up a friend, also from high school, who we haven't seen in 30 years. Uh, Going to spend the weekend together, reconnect. And um, we were big Van Halen fans back in the day. Uh, listened to them a lot, did some dumb shit <laughs> while listening to them, did especially all... uh, Panama. Oh. That song was like our that was our our song. So uh, in honor of a road trip 30 years in the making, if you would please play Panama. Love you, mean it. Bye. There is no better road trip song <laughs> recorded in modern history than Panama. If you're in a car when Panama comes on, magical things happen. <laughs> Reminds me of when Peter Griffin on Family Guy was playing Panama in his station wagon. Right. <laughs> and I was Officer Stickbutt. 
and I was trying to uh, to pull him over to no avail because he was listening to Panama. Panama. All units, this is dispatch. We've got a red station wagon blasting Panama and being awesome and partying and being rad. Not in my town, dispatch. This is Officer Stickbutt in pursuit. <laughs> Stickbutt, break off pursuit. Panama kicks too much ass and shreds way too hard. You'll never catch him. Negative, dispatch. Just need to wait for that running a little bit hot tonight part. Yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. Bingo. Got him now. I can barely see the road from the heat coming off. Yeah, but I didn't get him. Because <laughs> he jumped the, the canyon. Right, because he he's playing Panama. Ain't no stopping now. That's when he thought he read the book 1984, but he got the album 1984. <laughs> That's right, indeed. <laughs> anyway, I'm totes jelly that you're driving to Vegas with Panama yeah. in your ears. That's fun, See man. See how I worked in what the kids are saying totes. these days? Totes jelly. Yeah, this, they think I'm one of their own. I'm like Steve Buscemi. Hey, you're fellow, like a narc, man. Hey, fellow teenagers. <laughs> anyway, here it is. My favorite driving in the car song ever, Van Halen's Panama. Of the four-star generals are in the chat room watching the uh, broadcast live, and they're uh, already coming at me with their driving in the car songs. Oh. Don't come at me. I'm right. There's no. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your radar love by Golden Earring or your uh, whatever else was in there. What else on was in there? Last. Let me take a look. What, what else could have been in there? 
It's a good driving tune. Uh, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. That's a good driving tune. Good. I, I don't know. It's Panama. It's good. good. It's not Panama. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's fine, good. but it's not fucking Panama. It's not Panama good. Maybe we'll open up the Ralph Report hotline and we'll start <laughs> taking your play your favorite driving recklessly and way too fast song. In your I mean, car. Thunderstruck has to be up there, right? Yeah. By ACDC. It's a great tune, but it doesn't have the drive of Panama. Panama no, literally, no. physically makes you go too fast in a car. It's like some sort of reaction in your brain. Okay. I've driven worse to Panama than at any other any time other in my life. In and out of lanes, yeah. going around. Panama has brought you closer to death than doing anything. Doing bad things because of <laughs> Panama. I didn't want to do it. I had to do it. It's the song's fault. Yeah. So if you've got a suggestion for, if you want to try, and you want to try to come up with a song that's better than Panama for uh, road tripping, for driving in the car, we'll, we'll take some suggestions at the Ralph Report hotline. Give us a call, one 833 ralph I listen to them all. You too can be featured here in the Garmy on the Line segment, but in order for that to happen, you got to call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garmin here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. On Thursdays, we look at folks who were born on this day, January 13th, throughout history. You know, Eddie Pence, I've often said everyone is born, but not everyone is truly alive. Yes. These people were all born to be alive. Born, 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 born to be alive. Jack's starting to kick in, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Panama probably didn't help. I wish I was behind the wheel. I wish you weren't. Listening to Panama. Drinking right Jack. Not with a drinking Jack. We, hey, we never drink and drive. No, we do not. Report. We recommend that doesn't happen. It's a bad idea. Awful. Don't do any drugs, kids. Marijuana is the flame. Heroin is the fuse. LSD is the bomb. That's right. So we stay away from all that. But I could really go for uh, cranking up the Mustang right about now to Panama. <laughs> You know, maybe the after the show. Maybe after the show. I'll take you for a ride. Take you go for a ride. Spin. I've never been in your Mustang. Oh, it's a good car. All right, let's take a look at folks who were born to be alive on this day, January 13th, starting with Johann Christoph Graupner. Wow. Johann Christoph Graupner. It's a big name tag. German Baroque composer. You know, I always say, if it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. <laughs> I always say. Might be too much, Jack. He was a uh, world-famous harpsichordist. Oh. You know, you don't hear much from the harpsichord anymore. Not anymore. Why don't people play the harpsichord I any longer? I don't know. aristocratic sound outside of a like turn of the century wedding i don't know why you would need it i feel like you when you hear that you go 
Good day to you, sir. A lot of it, like curtsying. You should be wearing on. a powdered wig when you hear that music. So- high socks. I'd like to hear Panama on the harpsichord. That would be cool. <laughs> also uh, born on this day, Horatio Alger. You familiar I've, with I've Horatio heard of that Alger? Dude. I've heard of that dude. You know who he is? He created algebra. <laughs> no, he did not. He was a famous author, Eddie Pence. I've heard of that. Yes. The Horatio Alger books are stories about young men who are uh, impoverished and how they rise from humble backgrounds to live lives of uh, of great riches. Uh-huh. And the the the, the uh, common misconception is that these men come to rise up because of hard work. Often they say, it's the Horatio Alger story. It's about a guy who worked really hard and pulled himself up by his bootstraps. Mm-hmm. But that was never the theme of his books. He was always of the mind that if you did what was virtuous and right, you'd move up. That the universe would sort of take care of you and it would mm. provide you with opportunities where you could improve your station in so life. So he's big into karma. Very much into mm. karma. By doing the right thing, by being a good and virtuous person, right. opportunities would present themselves to you. Okay, that's bullshit. Famous for his book, Ragged Dick. Ragged Dick? <laughs> yes. Wow, okay. Dick was a boot black. Now I, now I know what doing the right thing was. Dick was a boot black. A boot black. Yes. And by doing the right and virtuous things, he was given opportunities to raise his station in life. So good old ragged dick. That's right. Moved up. Good old ragged dick was able to. Like, for example, a Horatio Alger story. Uh, there's a, 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 a pauper, right? Uh-huh. A kid who lives on the streets. Mm-hmm. Think like a Dickensian sort of uh, Oliver Twist type. Okay. And there's a young boy who's in the street and is about to be run over by a horse-drawn carriage. Right. And so the guy, the kid goes out and grabs him and pulls him out of the way. Right. The father of that boy turns out to be a very wealthy businessman, hires the kid as a thank you to work in his employ. Now he's moving up. And now he's moving on up. Gotcha. That's Horatio Alger right there. In 1861, Max Nunn was born on this day, German neurologist, who used to use hypnotism to treat post-traumatic stress disorder in the returning soldiers after World War I. I wonder if that helped. It helped enormously. So much so that he became known as the Zauberheiler. Zauberheiler. The Zauberheiler. Zauberheiler. Zauber? Zauber? No, Zauber? Zauber. Zauber? Zauber. Zauberheiler. 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 Which in German means magical healer. Okay. For example, there was a World War I vet in under his care. Mm-hmm. At the time, they didn't know it was called PTSD. They didn't call it post Shell shock, right? Uh, or hysteria, they would yeah. call it often. He couldn't speak. He got back from the war, could not speak. And he puts him in his first trance and tells him to speak. And the guy started speaking. Doesn't right shut away. up. So, that's right. He keeps fucking blabbermouths. <laughs> so no one wants to hear it, dude. That's right. So he shot him. Dead. So he killed him. Anyway, interesting guy. Sophie Tucker was born on this day in 1884. Famous singer known as the last of the red hot mamas, Eddie Pence. She'd get on stage and just shake what her mama gave her. Come hmm. of these days, you'll be so lonely. Much easier to have a career back then. I, I think. think so. Yeah, I could sing back then. Out, well, it's not good. Hey, Alfred C. Fuller was born on this day in 1885. Started the Fuller Brush Company. Hmm. You know how he made his millions by having salesmen go door to door and sell people brushes. Well, you got to show them. You got to show the people what they want. I can't think of a job I would like less 
than a door-to-door salesman. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Intruding on people's lives who have no interest in your product, yeah. and your livelihood depends on swaying them and getting them to buy a fucking hairbrush. I remember as a kid, I would have there would be an encyclopedia salesman would come to the door, carry yeah. all the fucking books. It'd be a right. vacuum cleaner salesman fucking hauling a vacuum cleaner up. Yes, and they would spill shit on a fake piece on a little piece of rug and vacuum it up. Demonstrate for you their vacuum. Fucking yeah. nightmare. There was a vacuum uh, salesman guy who came to my house all the time. Uh, to see my mom, and he never had a vacuum with him. Hmm. I couldn't understand That's what was curious. going Hey, wait a minute. You're saying your father's a vacuum cleaner salesman? Maybe. <laughs> hey, speaking of singers, Carlo Tagliabue, famous Italian operatic baritone, was born on this day in 1898. Come quei canti mi See, you know couldn't make a living singer back then. Only people like me, like Carlo Tagliabue, could not make a living a singing with a beautiful voice like I gotta touch of my balls. Like, I appreciate the talent it takes. Yes, to do he can sing I don't, the notes It's not like. pleasant to hear. Opera, dude. It's not pleasant. It's a very unpleasant listening experience. It's powerful. It's yeah, I appreciate the powerfulness, but it's not pleasant. Or power. Doesn't have to be powerfulness. Powerfulness. Just the power no, of it. Powerful could be the power. One with the full powerfulness. Bud Westmore was born on this day in 1918, part of the famous Westmore family in show business. You know what they did, the Westmores? No. Famous makeup artists. Okay. Almost everyone in the Westmore family got into the makeup business okay. and show business. Gotcha. Bud grew up working with Universal Studios. He was on hand for Creature of the Black Lagoon, for oh, example, okay. even though that was designed by Ed Millicent Patrick. Worked on the Munsters, Rod Sterling's Night Gallery, Dragnet with our buddy... Uh, Joe Friday. Yeah, Jack Webb. Marijuana is the flame. Heroin is the fuse. LSD is the bomb. In fact, in the 50s, Mattel came to him and said, could you please design the makeup for this little doll we're working on that we're going to call Barbie? Could hmm. you come up with her makeup scheme? And so he did. Wow. wow. On this day in 1919, Robert Stack, great American actor, was wow. born. Star, of course, of The Untouchables. Played Elliot Ness on that TV series. Later went on to host Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. But many people remember his Rex Stryker. No, no, Rex Kramer. Rex Kramer. Pilot Captain Rex Kramer in the movie Airplane. I was never happy as a child. Christmas, Ted, what does that mean to you? I mean, it was a living hell. You know, it's like to fall in the mud and get kicked in the head by an iron boot. Of course you don't. No one does. That never happens. Sorry, Ted, it's a dumb question. Skip that. Dumb question. He pulls up the sunglasses and he's got another pair of sunglasses. Yeah. When he's punching all the Hare Krishnas oh, in the airport. Fuck. Jews for Jesus? It's a funny movie. Gwen Verdon, American actress, singer, and dancer, born on this day in 1925. Bigger star on Broadway than she ever got to be in the movies, but such a talent. Here she is in a little show called Damn Yankees. Whatever Lola wants, Lola gets, and little man. Little Lola wants you. 1931, Charles Nelson Riley was born. Okay. Actor, comedian, game show panelist. Who could forget the match game <laughs> with Charles? <laughs> he was always the middle square, too, wasn't he? Uh, that the, was Hollywood, uh, squares? Hollywood Squares. No, that wasn't was Paul Lynn. Paul, oh, Paul Lynn was Lynn. the That's middle right. square. Right. Yeah. Um, match game was Charles Nelson Riley's right. game. 
He was also uh, Hoodoo in Lidsville. Remember yeah. that Saturday morning show where I he do. was the magician? Yep. <laughs> How's that for a topper? <laughs> God, I wish I had go back in time. Me too. Be born at that point. Not enough guys go, oh, Just one little anymore. shtick and you're fucking set for you life. Know, one know. thing and you're done. Speaking of shtick, also born on this same day in the same year, 1931, Rip Taylor was oh also born. Comedian who would throw confetti around <laughs> and flip his way. Tell you bad jokes and throw confetti at your face and you would laugh your ass off. Good times. Brandon Tartikoff, famous TV executive, born on this day in 1949. Kelly Hrudy, Canadian NHL goalie who played for the Islanders and, of course, the LA Kings here, was born in 1961. Um, Stephen Hendry, famous professional snooker player, was born on this day in 1969. Oh, snooker. Seven world championships wow. in snooker. Wow. It's a hell of a snooker. He's the player. goat, right? He's the goat of the, snooker. The goat of snooker. You know what the difference is between snooker and pool? I don't. The name? S no. <laughs> Snooker's played with uh, red balls. Okay. And pool's played with the numbered the stripe number and solid balls. And how do you yeah. know what you're And the in. table's a little larger, I think, in snooker as well. If you're, They're all red balls? Yeah, but I think they're numbered two or something. You got to hit them in order or something like that. They're very similar. That's the fair. games are very similar. Bam Morris. Remember him running back for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. Born on this day in 1972. William Hung. Oh, my God. Perhaps the first breakout contestant from American Idol who got famous for being bad. You know, and they stopped doing that in the additions for that show because they said they, you know, it's a new, it's a new world and we are all about kindness and it's not fun to make fun of people who are not talented or whatever. Right. I beg to differ. If you're going into a talent show and you're arrogant and oblivious to the fact that you are talentless, yeah. I reserve the right to laugh at you. Especially when it comes to singing. Because that's Especially, cut and dry. Yes. Either you're good at it or yes. you're not good at it. It's not subjective. It. And they never showed the people who were mediocre. They no. showed the good people. And the horrific people, and the horrific people usually had an attitude right. about it, too. Well, it's your loss, because I'm going to be a star anyway. And William Hung was given quite the life. He, right? had, he had an experience he wouldn't have had otherwise, that's for sure. Here's a little bit of uh, the great William Hung. She makes, she makes, oh, baby, when she moves, she moves. I go crazy because she looks like a flop, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history. She bangs, she bangs. Thank I'm you. wasted by the way Thank she... Thank you. William, you did put everything you had into that. You did, and I love that. I love that you did that. I didn't. <laughs> See, it's Simon Cowell cutting people down. Those are good times. I did. They were meaner, but funnier times. Nice. Honest times, indeed. All right, you know what we do at this point? We run a food past Eddie Pence, and we see if it's something that he might consider eating or perhaps sticking up his ass like a colonic, then pulling out. <laughs> Today is no different. Here's what we do. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If those reels stop and they match... Jackpot. Yeah, that means Eddie Pence is eating it. However, if they're mismatched... <laughs> that's not going to be good. Bernard Lusseau, born on this day in 1951... Famous French chef and owner of La Côte d'Or restaurant in Burgundy. A uh, Michelin three-star recipient. Oh, that's very big. hard that's, to get three stars right. from Michelin. That's the top, though. Three it eight. is. Three is as good as it gets. He was famous for his now classic dish, 
of frog's legs with parsley and garlic puree. Frog legs, parsley, and garlic puree served at his restaurant, Le Cote d'Or, famous French chef. Mm. Frog legs, is that something Eddie Pence would eat or not? Let's find out by pulling the handle. Here we go. One frog, two frogs. Now, I know everybody tells me they taste like chicken. It's like a chicken leg. That's even, what everyone tells me. Even if it doesn't taste like chicken. It's just, it's just an animal. You, it's, just eat, you eat so many animals. Just yeah, but I've, I've animal. kind of, at this point in my life, I've, I've limited down the number of animals I will eat. Oh, have you? Yes. There's the cow, there's uh -huh. the chicken, right. the pig, right. a fish. Yeah. That's about it. Why? Why? I don't think why I go stop there? Why? Because do you stop I think there? I, that's just where I've got, I've narrowed it down to those are the ones I, I'm willing to eat. Why narrow your life? I don't want to start eating frogs because then that leads to snakes, and then snakes leads to insects, and then you're just fucking eating mushrooms that grow under the dirt. Just open your life up. I know. I'm, I'm happy with the little collection of animals that I choose to eat. You're happy living. In I'm a, happy with those in, animals in a phone I booth. I don't need. Frog you live legs. in a phone booth of food. <laughs> I'm happy with it. I'm happy with my choices. I don't. I don't miss not having frog legs. I had frog legs once, only once. Yeah. It's hard to find. They don't serve them in a lot of restaurants. In the South, they serve them all the time. Oh, do they really? Yes. Well, that's a high price to pay for I've, frog's legs. I've been to seafood buffets where they have frog legs on the buffet. Get out, get out of town. In Myrtle Beach. Maybe. Well, yes. of course, yeah. So. Where did it come from? Ah, where wrong did button. Go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Ah. Where did it come from? Fuck, wrong button. Ah. That's what happens when you're working on the fly, kids. Be Jack, more, be careful. Jack's kicking be in. Be careful what buttons you push. Goddamn motherfucking Myrtle Beach. Yeah. You can so. leave that in, Gilbert. I'm not ashamed of that. No, be proud of that be one. Be proud of that one. Uh, really? But they taste like chicken. That's what everybody tells me. Go into like a chicken. buffet like at uh, Golden Corral or something. Well, it's just the, a tray full of. They uh, have the calabash legs. ones. And then, yeah. And so, yeah, you have seafood, you have your crab legs and your shrimp. And then, and then your farther down, legs. they have your frog legs. Damn, that sounds like it. Big old good frog legs right there. Mm, looks gross. Not for they you. They look like frog legs, but fried. Well, yeah, I guess they would, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's just not something I've ever thought of eating. Hmm. I, want, I don't look at a frog and go, okay, let me well, eat that. You know what that just says to me? That you were born, Eddie Pence, <laughs> but you weren't born to be alive. Mm -mm. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Now it's time for us to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Again, this is sad news. We're losing so many entertainers that I've loved my entire life. Yeah. Ronnie Spector, lead singer of the Ronettes, famous girl group from the 1960s, has passed away at the age of 78. One of, one of the biggest bands of the 60s. I mean, it's hard to recognize that now, but in 1965, they were third right behind the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, by oh, the wow. way, in terms of popularity and record sales. Of course, this being their signature song, still heard today.
Walking in the Rain, Baby I Love You, Chapel of Love, so many hits. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in 2007. She has passed away at the age of 78. She also married Phil Spector, the producer of all those yeah. songs. And she ended up having to run away from him to get away from him because he stole and locked away all her shoes so she couldn't get out of the house yeah. and surrounded the house with barbed wire so wow. she couldn't escape. Wow. But she finally did and got a divorce and had a much better life. Lucky she got out of that alive. In the 1980s, she had a bit of a resurgence in her career because Eddie Money did that yeah. song and uh, brought her in to sing. Uh, Take Me Home Tonight. Take Me Home Tonight. Chris Dickerson, the first black Mr. America, is also dead at the age of 82. Not only was he the first black bodybuilder to win the Mr. America competition, but he was the first openly gay man to be Mr. Olympia, hmm. which I think is even more impressive than yeah. uh, being, not, not more impressive, but in a sport that already was fighting against a stigma for being gay, right. as it was in the 1950s and 60s. For him to be openly gay, and a lot yeah. of a lot of the guys were closeted, but he was, uh, he was very was proud of that. Fighting thing. his whole life, he was five six too, so he wasn't even a big guy. Right, and he won both of those titles just because of the sheer, uh, you know, talent and and size and sculpture of his body, which was remarkable. He uh, apparently had a broken hip back in 2020. He had contracted COVID. He had some heart Jesus. issues. That's why I don't work out. Because yeah, it's smart. It's deadly. Just stay on that couch, man. Exactly. That's when you're Just... safe. Here's my take. You only get so many heartbeats in life. Oh you have God. a limited number of heartbeats. And if you use them all up, right. doing stuff, yeah. you, then you run out. You and the former guy have take... just got that same philosophy. <laughs> you just take, take your time. Just have the, the heart right. yeah. go nice and certain steady. amount of energy and use exactly. it all up early. You're done. No, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a sprint. It's a marathon. That's how the Eddie. body works. That's right. Congratulations to Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. They're engaged. Oh, oh, good. I hope there's a lot more public displays of affection coming our way from those two oh. on every red carpet. They both posted it, of course, on social media because it doesn't happen if it's not on social no, media. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly said, Yes, in this life and every life, beneath the same branches we fell in love, I brought her back to ask her to marry me. And then she posted a video of the engagement on her social media that says, somehow a year and a half later, having walked through hell together. What hell did they walk through? Stop it. Having laughed more than I ever imagined possible. Well, it was hell, and now you're laughing? He asked me to marry him. Wait for it. Then we drank each other's blood. Say what? Yeah. They, what? they drank each other's blood after the right. proposal. Well, they've already swapped Hep C anyway. <laughs> to really to really make that contract oh. between the two of them. Wow. There was a drinking of each other's blood. That's probably not encouraged by the FDA. I'm not uh I'm not gonna just go be happy. I wish you both many years of being fucking insufferable together. Speaking of which, Pete Davidson apparently being interviewed as a potential host for the Oscars in 2022. Oh, please, 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 <laughs> yes. What's going on? Do it. What's happening? Let's do that. Let's have him carry that show for three hours. Oscar producers apparently desperate to- How desperate? To capture a new audience for the Oscars because the Oscars are seen as a stodgy old institution. They want to get that youthful hip audience in there oh by God. having Pete Davidson be the host. Here's an idea. Nominate movies that people actually like and go to see. Right? Maybe then eyes will be attracted to the award ceremony, less yeah. so with the, the host. Yeah. Did you see Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus were hosting a, a New, New Year's, Year's Eve, Eve thing? Show? Yeah. And everyone. 
Fuck. I was not interested. Because not good. Not good. He's the perfect celebrity for the times, though. I, yeah, he's I mean. A, he's a comedian who's not very funny, who has done really no work that stands out, and yet he's a constant presence in the press and on social media. Constantly. It is. He is the, he is the perfect <laughs> the star of his times because he encapsulates everything that's right and wrong about the entertainment. He's the celebrity we deserve. He is, absolutely. This seems unnecessary. They're making a sequel series for Life Goes On. Remember Life Goes On? Yeah, the kid with the with, Down syndrome. With Corky? Yeah. Yes. NBC apparently has created a commitment for a sequel to star Kelly Martin, who played his sister on that show, mm -hmm. and will be her all grown up as a successful doctor uh, returning to her hometown. And I'm assuming Chris Burke, if he's still with us, will reprise his role as Corky. When they lead with that guy being, he was the That's focus of I the thought. show. He was the star of the show. So why are they giving, making her the lead? He must not be involved. Is he even still around? I don't know. I don't know whether uh, Chris Burke is still with us or not. I do know this is really unnecessary, it seems like. Yeah. Who's clamoring for an, for more Life Goes On episodes? I don't know. <laughs> don't it was know. a moment in time. A very small moment in time. Let it be. And while we're talking sequels, Netflix has announced they're going to shoot back-to-back -back sequels for Red Notice. Oh. Red Notice, the film, of course, starred Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Gal Gadot and Eddie's boyfriend, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Um... The most successful movie, original movie on Netflix in its well, history. I didn't enjoy it that much. It was I okay. It. It was okay. I really liked it. I didn't love it the way I thought it was going to. It's very light and frothy and popcorn-y. Yeah, there was so many, so many twists. I'm like, okay, enough. Well, that's the kind of movie but it is. But it was too it's many. twisty. It was so twisty. Was By the time twisty. you got to the final twist, you're like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Well, here's my thing. is The twists are all untwisted. So how are you going to make two more sequels and shoot them back to back right. and make that story pay off yeah, again? Because that whole first movie was about twists. Right. Now it's going to be them just stealing, up. stealing jewelry, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, because of everyone's scheduling, the only way they can do it is do it uh, back to back. Yeah. Very, three very busy people. Exactly. So they got to do it while they can. Today's celebrity birthday is all these stars born on January 13th, starring with Trevor Rabin, the guitarist for Yes, He's 68 years old today. Speaking of Mystery Science Theater 3000, mm -hmm. and our pal Nate is now part of that yes. family, cannot hear that song without thinking of the bit they did on that show about Owner of a Lonely Heart. Mike! Folks, in 1984, the techno mega giant band named Yes released a song in which they assured us that the owner of a lonely heart is much better than the owner of a broken heart. Yeah, great song. I remember that. As do we all, Mike. As do we all. But my point is simply this. They introduced a profound topic and then barely scratched the surface. They told me nothing. How does the owner of a lonely heart compare to, say, the owner of a broken gas fireplace? Or for that matter, to the owner of a perfectly functional cheese slicer? Well, as the owner of a lonely heart, how do I stack up against the owner of a pencil? I mean, come on. Yes. I don't think it's up to yes, yes. to come up with every possible permutation well, brought it up, Mike, and there's so much more to consider. What about the owner of a parcel of land in Montana versus the owner of a pie? We'll be right How back. does the owner of a jar stack up against the owner of a split level? <laughs> okay, that's all I'm thinking Fuck, about. that's so funny. 
Richard Mull from Night Court is 79 years old today. Mm. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She's a goddamn genius. She's a national she's, treasure. She's a goddess. Seinfeld alone, and then to Veep, to, Veep. to top her work on Seinfeld by crushing it with Veep. Veep. And now she's in the MCU. We should just build ah. her a statue. She's the best. 61 years old today. Penelope Ann, oh, by the way, also kicked breast cancer's ass, too. Yeah, she did. So, she's the best. 61 today. Penelope Ann Miller, who was white hot for a minute back in the day. Uh, she's 58. Patrick Dempsey from Grey's Anatomy. Of course, he was Mick Swarthy, I think, on oh, that show. Mick, Mick Sloppy. Mick Hunky. Mick Slicky. Mick Dick and Balls. Mick... <laughs> I think that's a happy meal. Tracy Bingham and Nicole Eggert, both stars of Baywatch back in the day. Tracy's 54 and Nicole is 50. Fred White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's their drummer, 67 years old today. That's cool tonight. Keith Coogan, my buddy Coogs from Adventures in Babysitting and also Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead. Mm -hmm. Was any movie with babysitters in it. He's in it. He's, He's your man. It. Dishes are done, man. Coogs is 52 years old today. Shonda Rhimes, speaking of Grey's Anatomy, the creator of that series is also 52. Michael Pena, a very talented actor, is 46. Orlando Bloom is 45 years old today. Liam Neeson, no, Liam Hemsworth. Uh, the lesser, The lesser of the Hemsworth brothers <laughs> is 32. And singer Graham Suggs McPherson. Ah, oh, Suggs. Suggs. It's a great nickname. I'm gonna start calling you Suggs. Please, I'll call you Jugs. Edwin Jugs and Suggs. <laughs> Edwin Suggs Pence. Garmin and Suggs. Now that sounds not like That's terrible, team. man. Garmin and Suggs. I'm not Suggs. I'm not a Suggs. This fall on ABC, Garmin Friday nights, Garmin and Suggs. <sighs> Edwin Suggs Pence. Anyway, Suggs McPherson was the lead singer, is the lead singer of one of my favorite bands, Madness. <laughs> That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. Yeah, because it's Thursday, let's all learn something about sex, but not sex from the past, Eddie. No? Sex in the future. What? It's Ralph Sex You. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Sex trends for the new year, Eddie Pence. Okay. Here's what people are going to be doing behind closed doors. Or maybe 
in front of closed doors, maybe right in front of you, in front of me. Out in the open. In front of someone. Sex. Sex. 2022. This is, what, this is what's going to be the rage. I've be, I, I, I become Jiminy Glick. 2022. Why, why, why are these people having sex in front of us? <laughs> um, sex trends. They're going to be big in 2022. This according to sex and relationship expert Kate Moyle. Kate Moyle, okay. And a team of sexologists and sex researchers who have looked at the current social situation, mm. the culture that we live in, mm -hmm. and have extrapolated from those facts what they predict people will be doing sexually in the coming year. This whole year. Yes. Okay. Here's what they say. Let's face it. The past two years have been a little tough uh -huh. for interpersonal relationships and for physical connection and for person-to-person uh, -person contact. Yeah. And so they say... That we've all we're all going to expect a shift in attitude when it comes to sex lives. They think we're going to become more flexible and open-minded. Hmm. We'll be embracing a fluid state of sexuality because we have been without it for so long because okay. of lockdowns and pandemics. It's been harder right. for people to get together and to meet new people. Right. A lot of time to think about sex. And so with that in place, we're going to worry less about trying to fit into what the socialized norms of sex are or what we... Uh, what appear right. to be the norms. You mean, it's going to be like a whole other sexual revolution. Yes, that we're going to start finding sex lives that adhere to our truest desires and, and needs and worry less upon what seems to be quote-unquote normal in society. Mm -hmm. You okay. want to hear some of the things people are going to be getting Please into? lay it on me. You're going to be getting outer course, Eddie Pence. Outer course. Outer course. Well, okay, what's outer course? Like well, rubbing as, up on your jeans? As you can imagine, it means anything that doesn't involve penetration. It's huh. all going to be about the outside of Why? the body. Why? Why is that? Because people are still going to be a little nervous about... Going in you? Exchanging bodily fluids. And so they're going to find a new kind of intimacy, they claim. What? That won't be involved so much into the actual penetrative act of sex. We're dry humping. We're back to dry humping. It's going to be a lot of foreplay and a lot of surface sexuality because it's like we're all virgins again. We're getting reintroduced to our sexuality. Okay. So they say there's going to be a lot of dry humping, a lot of massage and, yeah. and touching right. that is non-sexual in terms of the genitalia. Right. Uh, eventually, things will progress to a lot of mutual masturbation. Ooh. HJs, a lot of HJs, <laughs> a lot of HJs, okay, a lot of VJs. Mark, <laughs> Good Mark Goodman's going to make a comeback. <laughs> Alan Hunter, <laughs> Nina Blackwood—they're all going to be very popular oh, this yeah. year. Big comeback yes. for them. No, they're saying because uh -huh. we have all been so nervous about interacting with other people physically so physical contact learn how to be sexual again yes we're going to it's going to be like a new adolescence where we're starting to slowly explore our sexuality again with a lot of outer course not so much intercourse especially with new partners hmm. so we're going to take our time we're going to engage in more foreplay which might actually be good um, there's always room for more foreplay but i don't know if we're just going to be like foreplay foreplay then hand job and then go to bed listen are you an expert these experts are saying outer course. I'm going to trust them. I don't believe it. They also say there's 5 to 20 pounds of fecal matter packed in now your Now, that makes sense colon. to me. That makes sense. They also say you can expect a new rash of heteroflexibility. What does that mean? Heteroflexibility, Eddie Pence, is... My that, heterosexualness is pretty rigid. <laughs> well, you may be alone because a lot of people have spent a lot of time with their thoughts and desires with their sexuality because uh -huh. of lockdowns and because of time spent alone. 
And they're starting to maybe identify as mostly straight, but maybe they're willing to experiment with someone in the same sex. Women with women, men with men, couples three ways, four ways, is group this, sexes. Is this sort of the same thing that happens in prison? Yes. Like when people are locked up, they're like, well. If you're sexually deprived for long enough. Can't be with who you love, so love the one you're with. Your sort fantasies of start to expand and your mind expands. They're not like you. I have four animals that I'll eat. I have four animals and one sex. Right. Well, they're like, I'll eat all kinds, all kinds of animals. And maybe I'll explore and try some other things. I don't mm. identify as bisexual or gay, but I'm what they call heteroflexible, which means I can okay. I can I can dabble. Be I what you want. Go I just over know, here. I can go over there. I just know what, what I am. But you can be what you want. You'll go to the Golden Corral buffet and and sample all those foods. I absolutely but will. But you won't go to the sexual buffet. <laughs> no, take a nut. Nope. Anal toys. Anal sex is becoming more normalized. This is the year of the big breakthrough for anal sex. I think that trend say. was going that way anyway. It was in porn, and it was with a certain segment of society, but sexologists are saying this is the year where anal sex becomes like oral sex. It becomes a norm for the majority of people who are out there engaging in sexual play. I don't know if it would be the norm. Anal sex mm. has been normalized, and they say, wait, there's going to be a big rash of... <laughs> not, Definitely be a big not rash. Not a rash. You should see a doctor if you have a big rash. But there will be a, a big uh, influx of anal toy use, both male, female, heterosexual, homosexual, than ever before. A record mm. year in anal toys. For, well, that's, that's what we need to get on the ground floor of, these anal toys. Right? We got to create a new anal toy. Right? <laughs> which, which goes hand in hand with this next trend. They say it's going to be very popular. Mm -hmm. Pegging. Okay. Men who would ordinarily identify as heterosexual or straight are going to feel more comfortable with this new burgeoning excitement about anal play to let their partners uh, use toys and strap-ons and what have you and uh, have sex with their butts. Okay. I wish. I think we were going that way anyway. I don't think the pandemic had anything to do with it. This that. is the year. Okay. I think we we're going this that way anyway. This is the big ass year. All right. Big ear year for ass. Big, big asshole banging yes. year. And also good news for clits, they oh, say. That clit needs some good news. It's been a while. They say when it comes to the clitoris, mm -hmm. do you say, do we say clitoris or clitoris? I say clitoris. I don't say clitoris. That makes me sound like I'm trying to say it like I'm trying to say it like properly. Clitoris? Clitoris. Clitoris. The clitoris. It just seems like a, a Latin word or Greek word to clitoris. me. Clitoris. I usually just say clit. All right. Is that offensive? No, it's just clit. Just an easy way out. Clitoris. Clitoris. When it comes to the clitoris yeah. or clitoris. The clitoris. Uh, they're saying it's back to basics this year. Okay. What's Much that? like fashion. Yeah. It comes and goes. Yeah. The clitoris has been beat up. Yeah. It's been... A little punching it's, bag is it's what it is. It's been had uh, sonic waves pumped into it. It's had suction toys. Yeah. It's had all sort of things have been invented to try to uh, find a new way to please the clitoris. Right. They are suggesting that we're going back to the just rubbing it, the circular motion with lubricant and a fingertip is going to be the new... Well, it's going back to the outer sex. The new rage. Yes. The new rage when it comes to the clitoris. They're calling it back to basics clitoris play. Keep it simple, stupid. Right. Where you're not going to have uh, suction hoses and generators and electric yeah. clamps and stuff yeah. all plugged in. It's just going to be... Stop treating like a speed bag at the gym. Just, just rub it in a circle and yeah. everyone goes home there happy. There you go. There you go. That's going to be a sex... Ralph sex you. Just <laughs> rub it in a circle. Everyone goes home happy. The Ralph Report. I want a horse cock. Yeah, well, that's that's well, Eddie I mean, Pence. Who doesn't? Yeah. 
That's not on the list of things happening in 2022. <laughs> Bioborg me. So there you go. According to the experts, this is what you look forward to in the new year when they, it comes to sexuality. I hope they didn't get paid for this article. Why this not? Is it's a li- It's good to know what's what's happening, what the new trends are. We're not are. all going to be 16-year-olds and just rubbing each other. And then anal sex was already going that way. And yes, you should get back to basics with the clitoris. Clitoris. Whatever. You're very negative, man. I used to say, I think that article is BS. I think those are all good moves. I think we should all indulge in more of that. Yeah, yeah, foreplay, yeah. But then we're just talking about foreplay, 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 and then call it a night. We're going to get to business at some point. But you're a married man, Eddie. It doesn't really apply to you. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Certainly, from what Tracy says, foreplay has almost never applied to you, but... In terms of... When have sex, you been talking to Tracy about our foreplay? Sexual interaction. That, I assume that means for new partners to spend more time with outer course, less time with inner See, I think we'd be raging and wanting to get into it. Yeah, like, I, just like, we've been bottled up and we want to explode. I think, I think a lot of people are a little reticent because they've been without for so long. Right. They have to learn how to do things all over again. All right. And that's why they enroll in Ralph Sex University. How's that for a segue? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Well, kids, I hope you enjoyed the show. I know I did, but it's probably because I'm a little loaded. (laughs) You're going to start blasting Panama as soon as I leave, aren't you? You four-star generals, you beauties. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Great to have a live audience there. It always uh, ups the ante a little bit for us. It's a little outer course. Even though they don't really pay attention. I think they do. I don't know if they do. They check in and out. Here's the thing. They talk to themselves mostly in the chat room while the show's going on. And then something hits their ear, and that'll change the topic. Yeah. And then they go back and they watch the recorded video of it and they can actually watch mm. the show or they listen to the show after the fact. Yeah. Listen, don't judge people how they enjoy judging. the show. They do what they want. They're they... the four-star generals. They get to do whatever they want. They're right. our bosses. They do whatever they want. They're telling us to get a colonic. God damn it. I'm, we're going to go get colonics. Okay, I don't see the point, but I will. How would we do that, though? I don't know. I don't want to be in the room interviewing you. I don't want to be with you when it happens. While you're being irrigated. I mean, I could have my phone hit record on the voice memo thing. Yeah, while I think everybody needs to record their own experience because I don't want to be involved in your colonic on any <laughs> level. I mean, hetero flexibility aside, I don't want to be involved with someone sticking a hose up your ass and turning it on. I think oh, I'd they, like to give you a colonic, though. That'd be awesome. Only if I can give you one. Boy, it's always tit for tat. Right. Well, kids, we'll work this out. That should be the next. That should be the bet for next football season. The loser, the loser gets, gets a colonic, a colonic from, the from the other guy in the backyard where we do the pies with a garden hose. <laughs> we'll work this out off mic, kids, and we'll let you know how it all turns out. Meanwhile, come back and join us tomorrow for the last Ralph Report of the Week. It's a Friday. Sadly, I don't think Steve Ashton will be joining oh. us. I think he's nursing that shoulder. But we'll still carry on, and we're going to have, uh, of course, the video vault segment. And we'll have Jay Busby stopping by to talk about the weekend's NFL who do the uh, Washington football I'm on the hockey season, man. Oh, that's right. I forgot they're not playing. And we're getting our new name on the second. Oh, that'll so be exciting. That's what I'm excited about. What are, you, what are you guessing? Anything? I'm hoping it's something with red in it. Red wolves, red hogs, red tails, red, red hogs. hogs. Red hogs. Something like that. It better not be red hogs. I hope it is. It's that's... on Groundhog's Day. That's the big announcement. Oh, it could be. Maybe. It's probably going to be Commanders. Anyway, we'll talk to Jay Busby tomorrow. Come on back and join us, won't you? In order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood that's right even if you have to stay sweet at six feet because life is life we want you to be long we don't want you to be long i want you to be short and not girthy in any way (laughs) we want your life to be long 
happy and healthy, kids. That's what really matters. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Till then, love you. Mean it. Bye!